Did you hear that? What? What? That. That noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. Incredible. I have to get the cat out of here. It's the Horror Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Haley. It's Wednesday, so it's time for a mini episode. And as promised, I also have a catch-up mini episode from last week and a bonus episode. This is so exciting. I actually... Okay, so first of all, if you don't know already, the mini episode, I just tell you scary stories. We don't really do much else. I mean, I kind of keep it pretty short and simple. Uh, Right now, I am smoking some kind of marijuana. Don't ask me what kind, because I don't know, but it's incredible, and I'm feeling really uh, energized. I also made a really frou-frou frappuccino type of drink in my tiny blender, (laughs) so I am feeling fantastic. This week, I'm very excited to come to you because I have a tiny little baby ghost story to tell you of my very own. I love to update you guys on any paranormal happenings (laughs) in my life, and you know, I like hearing any paranormal happenings that go on for you too. So let's have a, a, like a spook club, sort of like a book club, but it doesn't really rhyme the way it looks like it should. It's fine. A spook club. Oh, that's awful. Um, I work at an animal shelter. I just started this job and I love it. Um, I took a break from working with animals for a little bit. I'm really excited to be back doing what I love. And the, one of my coworkers who was teaching me a little bit about what what their processes are like there, um, she told me that the place is haunted. And I was like, mm, whatever. She was telling me, like, lights turn on by themselves and turn off by themselves and, like, just other weird little tiny things. I did notice lights turning off and on, but I was like, I don't know. Like, that could be anything. And some of our motions are a motion sensor. So, I mean, yeah... It turns off by itself, but maybe it just, like, it isn't a very good motion sensor, and it doesn't know that we're in here, you know? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's not sensing our motion very well. So I kept, like, kind of brushing it off, and then I asked another coworker, and he was like, haha, lol, and he didn't say anything, so I was like, okay, well, probably it's not haunted. And I went, like, two weeks, and everything was fine. I would, little things happened, like, I thought I heard someone say my name once, and there was nobody there. And I would think I hear talking and then there's nobody there. But when I tell you guys that dogs and cats make some human-ass noises sometimes, I mean it. They really, truly do. So it's easy to brush stuff like that off. But when I was there the other day, I was dishing out dog food. And I could see somebody standing like to my left sort of behind me. Like if I was a car, she would have been standing outside of my left back door. She, It looked like a woman standing there. And she was like putting her hair up and I could see just the figure and I could see her doing the motion of 
you know, pushing her hair back or whatever. And this person sat there like that or stood there like that for kind of a long time. And I was starting to worry that I was maybe blocking them and they needed something or whatever. So I turned around and like to try to get out of their way. And I saw just arms, you guys. It was like arms. I could see from like the from how do I explain it? For all intents and purposes, just imagine two full ass arms and they end at the shoulder, right? So it goes from shoulder to elbow, and then it goes from elbow to wrist, and then your hands. So like the part of your arm that goes shoulder to elbow, I could see starting from like the middle of that, closer to the elbow. And then, um, yeah, on both arms. So it was just like three quarters of arms, and they were folded up like someone was putting their hair back. I could see the forearms very clearly, and then as it went further back like the hands and the um like up to to the shoulder part was completely disappeared and it wasn't solid it looked to me like when you see a reflection in glass like in a in a mirror uh like in a window or something you know it was like very fuzzy and it wasn't totally visible and obviously there was no glass there and like it just i turned around i saw the arms and I blinked a second and it was it was literally gone. <laughs> it disappeared so fast. It, I, don't, I don't know. I have no explanation. It really fucking creeped me out, though. Um, and then later that same day, I was doing laundry because if you work at an animal shelter, you know, like there's just endless laundry. And as I was folding this laundry, we have a smart dryer and it makes this cute little sound when you turn it off and on and I could hear it going off and on and off and on and it's just this jingly little sound like oh it was very creepy I have no explanation still um so yeah I uh I think my job is haunted I'm not really I wasn't scared I wasn't really freaked out I was just like okay I'm gonna make sure I don't talk shit about the ghost anymore I mm, I don't want any problems big big paranormal fella and that's uh, my very low-impact, low-stakes ghost story. <laughs> but it did happen to me, and it really creeped me out. I've honestly never seen a ghost before. I mean, like, I've had paranormal stuff happen to me, but I've never straight-up seen a ghost. So it was really interesting. I would be okay if it never happened to me again, though, you know? Without much else to do, I'm going to go ahead and bring you some scary stories from the paranormal board of 4chan. What happens is I go out, I find these stories, I bring them, I put them in my little basket, and I hike back in from the dark, scary internet, and I put them on the table. I prepare a feast for you. So, uh, whatever, get your scary forks and bibs out and get ready, bitch. This is posted by an anonymous user. They said, this happened pretty recently, actually. I just broke up with my girlfriend last year. We still lived together because, you know, times are hard or whatever. She finally saved up enough to move out last month. I helped her move into her new house. After a long day of moving, I was very tired. I laid down on the couch in the finished basement, and I started to drift off. I woke up to footsteps upstairs. I think it's probably my ex-girlfriend, and I get up and start to head up the stairs to the kitchen... And on the way, I realize I can hear voices. It sounds like at least three people. And I can hear footsteps, too. And they're, they're different than my girlfriend's footsteps. They're different than my ex-girlfriend's footsteps. 
So I grab a crowbar, it's all I can find, to use as a weapon, and I kick open the door while screaming, who the fuck is here? And it's completely silent. I start to walk towards where I heard the footsteps, past the French doors, into the living room, and the French doors slam shut behind me so hard that a few panes of glass break. It scared me. I jumped and I started screaming, but there was nobody on the other side of the doors. I head through the doors again, screaming more threats, and I hear the footsteps, and it sounds like they're right above me. So I take off running towards the sound. I'm standing in the upstairs hallway when I can hear what sounds like at least three people start to run up the stairs behind me. I think I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. And I ready myself to fight these people who I assumed were going to jump me. But nobody comes up the stairs. What the fuck? I turn to go down the hallway and I see a shadow figure. It seems to be in the shape of a woman and it's at least eight feet tall. While I'm looking at it, I feel sick and I have a strange burning sensation in my ears. I felt like it was staring at me. When I blinked, it was gone. I was overwhelmed with feelings of dread. I couldn't sleep in that house for a long time after that. Nothing has happened before or since. I think it was just a vivid dream. But then, that doesn't explain how my French doors slammed so hard that the glass broke out of some of the panes. I really do not know. Okay, so very scary, right? But, even scarier, someone replied, quoted that post and said, Mr. Freeman, dot, dot, dot. So our original OP commented and replied to that post and said, stop that, you're scaring me. And then the poster replied back and said, imagine being scared by the G-man. Keep your friends close and your crowbars closer, Anon. You may need them. And OP never responded. So that's some really creepy shit. (laughs) Thanks. I hate it. Mm, I hate it. This person from the same thread says... I work at Domino's. Our boss is kind of a dick. Let's just call him James. I get a call from James. He's sick today, but we all still have to work. Okay, whatever. I go into work. Sorry, I just heard a weird sound. I'm calling the cops. No, just kidding. I'm fine. (laughs) Um, I go into work with my two coworkers. It's a rainy day. It's honestly kind of a hellhole. We get a call from a house about two miles away that they want three large pizzas. No problem. I get in the van. I deliver to the first three houses. And it's time for the house that's farther away. I'm driving and I plug the location into GPS and it's a church. I'm already not liking this. As I get closer, it's kind of off-roading territory. And it starts to hail like a motherfucker. Literally golf balls falling from the sky. It was one of the worst hailstorms I've ever fucking seen. So I start to drive faster. Your destination is on the right. I didn't turn the voice on. What the fuck? On top of that, the church looks dilapidated. The foundation is falling apart. It might be one of the worst conditioned places I've ever seen. I walk up to the church and I use the knockers on the door. Before I can even knock, the door opens. An emaciated woman opens the door. Thank you, Anon. 
He saved me from another night of scavenging. What? I hand her the pizzas. I don't even worry about money. I literally hand her the pizzas and I run back to my van. I jump in and I start to drive away and I notice that there's something shiny in the seat behind me. $50 in quarters. I counted them afterwards. I checked the amount for the pizzas. It was $48.84, including tax. It makes my heart stop. I drive back as fast as possible. I get about a mile away, and I nearly hit someone walking in front of me. It's the fucking lady. I swerve out of the way, and I keep driving. How did she follow me? How? What the fuck? This is insane. Like, I feel like I'm going crazy. What the fuck? I get back to Domino's. I make a pouch in my shirt to carry the quarters in with. The quarters are all from the same year, from the same mint. I'm soaking wet from the rain and sweat, but I don't give a fuck because the creepy skinny quarter hag really, really shook me up. I, um, I would never, I don't ever want to work with people again, aside from podcasting. I don't ever want to have to count weird wet quarters. A quick warning, our next story, our last story of the night is from a native storyteller. Uh, so, unfortunately, growing up post, uh, pre-World War II as a Native American, even more racist than it is now here in America. So there's going to be some racism. There's also, unfortunately, some childhood abuse um and some childhood sexual abuse so just a fair warning for you before we get started on this story but i promise it's so good you guys this one's about my native friend's grandpa he told it to my friend who told it to me it's been a long time since he shared it with me but i still think about it sometimes it's not really too scary it's just interesting i'm sharing it with his permission i'm calling my friend's dad darwin darwin grows up in a fairly traditional native family. But one day, his dad disappears. No one ever discusses it. His mom won't talk about it. Shortly after that, Darwin and his brother are taken from their mom and put in a boarding school. It has an English-only policy, and it is cruelly enforced. They'll smack the shit out of you if they hear you using native words or phrases. Darwin barely knows any English. Needless to say, he gets corrected often. Corrected as in quotes. But Darwin is stubborn. He refuses to learn English. The beatings get worse. He is too concerned about his brother to care about that. While Darwin isn't much to look at, his little brother is a really cute kid. The one old teacher is always pulling him aside late in the evening. His brother comes back from these encounters crying quietly. The first time, he won't talk about it. Oh, he won't talk about what happened, and Darwin gets scared for the first time. Then he has a dream. An old man appears to him in the dream. Darwin intuitively understands that the old man is an ancestor. He says to Darwin, you have to run away and join the white man's society or you're doomed. Become a white man, but don't forget your heritage. Darwin changes overnight. He learns English extremely quickly. When he knows enough to get by, he takes his brother and runs away. Darwin doesn't know where to go. He's supposed to join a society, but he doesn't know how. Him and his brother end up wandering around hungry through the forest. Then the old man from his dream walks up to him, as if he appeared out of nowhere. 
He tells Darwin to go to a nearby farm and ask for work. Darwin is shocked at seeing the old man in the flesh, but he does exactly as he's told. He finds the farm. He asks for a job. The farmer hires him. He says, I'm not going to pay you, but I'll give you room and board. The old farmer, he had sons at one point, but they all died. Eventually, he grows fond of the two young native boys who are 14 and 11 at the time, and he raises them as their own. He raises him. He raises them as his own. When Darwin turns 17, America enters World War II. The Haudenosaunee actually make a specific agreement with the United States never to fight in their wars. This is pre-revolutionary war, but Darwin signs up anyway. He says, this is my homeland. I have to protect it. Plus, he can further join American life like the old man told him to. During the war, the old man shows up periodically, warning him of danger. His platoon thinks he's a psychic. Darwin laughs. He's thinking he basically confirmed the, like, scary, spooky native stereotype. He comes out of war not just unscathed, but a hero to boot. The same cannot be said of many of his friends. Darwin lost most of them. And he vows to never fight in another war again. But then there's Kay. Darwin meets her when he visits the res for the first time. He hasn't been back since he was a child. They fall in love. Kay gets pregnant. Darwin needs a job, so he winds up working for the military again in various capacities. Kay, by the way, is a big deal back home. People say she's going to become a really important elder. He seems to understand that an ancestor is watching over Darwin. She can seemingly see the old man, even when Darwin can't. She says the ancestor needed Darwin to learn about white people because his son is going to work to build bridges between natives and white people. This shocks Darwin. They don't even have a son yet. <laughs> sure enough, she gives birth to a boy, my friend that I mentioned at the beginning of the story, and Darwin raises him to speak his own native language. He teaches him native customs, but also he explains everything he knows about how white people think. He tells him straight up his life is going to be hard, but he will always feel torn and without a home. And he tells him this suffering is exactly what will allow him to build bridges, and that he needs to play a small part in helping bring about reconciliations between people. That's pretty much it. My friend's grandpa died not long ago. He was a healthy, strong old man, but he told everyone that the ancestor showed up in a dream. It had been a long time since he had appeared. All he said to Darwin was, it's time to go. Their job is done. Three days later, Darwin died in his sleep. Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys so much. It blows my mind. It hurts my brain. And I'm so excited to kind of uh, be right on track with our production schedule again. I really appreciate you guys. If you have anything to share with me, you can reach me on Instagram at THC Podcast, Facebook at The Horror Comedy Podcast, Twitter at Comedy Podcast, TikTok, I mean Carrier Pigeon, or Gmail, The Horror Comedy Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your scary stories if you'd like to be featured on a mini episode. Send us your good news if you'd like to be featured at the end of a big episode. Send us your dog pics. I don't know. Pretty much send us whatever you want, uh, except for we're not really taking any like organs don't want those keep it to yourself don't forget to drink water ah! 
I don't know. I'm so excited. Uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Okay, goodbye.